Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the 521st episode of the Sales Podcast. I'm Wes Schaefer, the Sales Whisperer. We're diving back in to the book, 79stories.info. Get you a signed copy of the Sales Whisperer Way. All right? 79stories.info. Picking up where we left off, do you have friends in low places? Subtitle is, are they helping you build your business? In July 1990, I had just finished my sophomore year at the Air Force Academy. Being a smooth talker, I lined up a sweet six-week gig as a training instructor in San Antonio, Texas, just 90 minutes from my adopted hometown of Houston, which essentially tripled my time at home that summer. At the same time, Garth Brooks came out with his sophomore album. He was following my college career. No Fences was the name of the album, which included his hit single, Friends in Low Places. That album in general, and this song in particular, made Garth Brooks a superstar, and it made me a dancing star at the only decent watering hole in Colorado Springs, Cowboys on North Tejon. Sidebar. Before you go poo-pooing country dancing, it's how I met my wife. So if your love life is lacking, you may want to look into taking some lessons. I'm just saying, everyone, everyone knew Garth Brooks. He had crossed the line from country to pop, and he was hot. Friends in Low Places was the anthem of the early 90s. His song resonated because we were coming out of the yuppie decade of the 80s with all of its pomp and circumstance and BMWs, and people thought it was now cool to be down to earth. And it was. However, when you listen to the words of this big hit, you may find it's a little sad. Garth is singing about being down and out. He's blue and sad. He's left out and forgotten. And he's turning to whiskey and beer and friends in low places to forget how miserable he is. Misery loves company, right? Let me ask you something. How many good ideas did you get from miserable friends in low places? How abundant are low places filled with miserable people? How often are you allowing yourself to be lured into the stinking thinking oasis filled with friends in low places because it's easy? Because your head hurts from thinking too much? Because your heart hurts from struggling so much? Because your forehead hurts from banging it against so many dead ends you've had to cross off on your journey to significance? And all you want is an escape. A temporary reprieve from the grind of your sales and entrepreneurial life. A cold drink, some hot wings, and a good game on the tele to numb the senses for a moment or three. Let me ask you another question. How's that working out for you? While, all, while we all need to decompress from time to time, it should not become a habit, 
especially now. Now is the time to strike because your competition is weakened. Your prospects are open to new vendors and suppliers that can provide more value. They will respond to new offers, creative salespeople, and persistent business owners. They're tired of friends and vendors in low places. You have competitors closing shop because the marketplace has shrunk and will continue to shrink for the average and ordinary. And I hate to rain on your parade, but when the shrinking stops, you will notice that consumers have been changed forever by this first truly hard time our nation has faced in over a generation. Please don't shoot the messenger, okay? So apart from the book, you know, I had written this after the 2008 stock or uh, real estate collapse. And now here we are in the COVID collapse, the government-generated COVID collapse, but a collapse nonetheless. So hard times will always come back. So you need to toughen up and take this to heart for all times, okay? So back to the book. So what are you doing right now, every week, every day, every hour, to make sure you are positioned to take a larger percentage of business that your competition is either too weak, too dumb, too slow, and or too stuck in their ways to retain? What friends in low places do you need to leave behind? What books are you reading? Thanks for reading this one and getting this far. Keep going. You're on a roll, and it gets better. What conferences do you attend? What groups are you joining to keep you motivated, invigorated, and your bank account populated? None of us can succeed alone. John Wayne was a fictional character, and he died in at least seven of his movies. But you're living, and your goal is to live before you die, to achieve your goals, to reach your dreams. Consider us at the Sales Whisperer your friends in high places. Here's to you living your dreams. Hey, sidebar, have you ever been to an MMA fight? Have you ever been to an MMA fight out in the country? Have you ever been... To an MMA fight out in the country in a converted garage on a Sunday night and parked in the dirt and walked in the dark past smelly portageons and non-smelly food trucks to watch a friend step into the ring? Have you ever been surrounded by people that don't look like you, dress like you, or even sound like you out in the field at night an hour from home and most of them can fight? Maybe you haven't lived until you have. Look for the story later in this book with the title, It's Good to Be Punched in the Face. You'll be glad you did. And it might convince you to go make new friends. You do have a signed copy, right? 79stories.info. Get you one. Moving on. The 10 keys to sales success. We all love lists. Here are the 10 components for sales success. Number one, time management. Ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now the most productive and profitable thing I can be doing? What this shows is that you cannot manage time, but you can manage yourself. To see how you spend your time, track your daily actions in 15-minute increments for a month. You'll be shocked at how much time you waste and how much more efficient and effective you become. This is part of Lesson 1 in the Make Every Sale program. You can kick the tires for an entire month for next to nothing. All right? So go get started. Uh, and I've changed the name, uh, but the URL still works. You can go to sellmoreofeverything.com. Go check that out. Come get Mo better. Number two, raise your expectations of everyone. Your employees, customers, your vendors, partners, your kids, everyone. Do not demand more, but expect more. And let them know you expect more. Number three, think big, act small. Big goals are great, 
but you have to take that first step towards that big goal. Number four, take massive action. There's no guarantee what will work, so you better be doing them all. Number five, commit to constant improvement. Just growing 1% today means you'll be 36% better at the end of the month. Compounded growth is the eighth wonder of the world. Number six, deliver a powerful message in a powerful manner. The risk of insult is the price of clarity. Roy Williams. If you were arrested for being in sales and marketing, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Also, if you don't insult someone by noon, you're not marketing well enough. Number seven, disqualify your prospects. Only one to three percent of the population at this exact moment in time is looking for what you are offering, know that they need it, and have the resources and desire to buy it from you today. So stop, quote, qualifying people when you prospect. You are looking for the guy looking for you. This subtle shift in mindset will help you live to sell day after day. Number eight, fix your follow-up failure. Because 97 to 99% of people you meet today won't be able to buy from you today means you need to stay in touch because research has shown that 60 to 87% of people that are shopping today will buy that product or service in 18 to 24 months. So you need a follow-up process, preferably one that's automated. Having processes and systems turn Ford into a household name. It will help you succeed as well. I use buycrmnow.com to automate my sales and marketing and to fix my follow-up failure. Go check it out. Number nine, once the sale is made, shut up. Know when people are ready to buy and let them take possession of what you're offering. Just because you have an 87-slide presentation doesn't mean you have to give it all. Number 10, over-deliver to create raving fans. Average and ordinary will not help you create a lasting business. To be Facebookable and Pinterest-worthy, choreograph your entire sales process from hello to thank you for your order. How else may we be of service? Then read their minds and provide that better extra service without them asking. Rest assured, you will not be able to rest until you have systems in place that enable you to communicate with prospects and tire kickers automatically and consistently tied to processes your team of professionals follows that ensure they engage with hot prospects and clients in a way that creates a wow experience and delights to the upside. But technology only enhances what you do, i.e. garbage in, garbage out. You must perfect your processes on paper before you turn to gizmos and geeks to load it into a CRM or email social media marketing platform. In 1994, I started learning how to do this for my own success. It took me until 2006 to begin laying the foundation to help others shorten their learning curves. Since the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, make a beeline over to thesaleswhisper.com to see how I can help you. You deserve the best. I'll help you get there. But you have to not only decide to start, but actually start. So, get you some, all right? A couple of links there I mentioned. BestCRMForMe.com. You can see how I do the quiz. Uh, and maybe you can find the CRM you need. Go to TheSalesWhisper.com if you want to talk or see the other tools that I offer or get you a signed copy here. 79stories.info. All right? 
I'll go sell something. Next chapter. Pigs and sharks. Sharks. In 1988, Harvey McKay wrote the bestseller, Swim with Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive. Outsell, outmanage, outmotivate, and outnegotiate your competition. It was and is a good book on how to grow your business during a growing economy, a booming stock market with clearly understood competitors and no internet. Pigs. Around 2006, I read an even more powerful statement. The pigs inside your business will destroy you far sooner than the sharks outside ever will. The lazy, slothful, unappreciative employees that feel entitled to have a job and are left unattended, unsupervised, free to roam and do as they please inside your company do more harm than any competitor ever will. Having seen this type of slothfulness more times than I can count in both Fortune 50 companies or the local insurance agency, I agree. To address this, you must hire slow and fire fast, which means you need systems and processes for recruiting, screening, interviewing, onboarding, training, motivating, and retaining your staff from the front office receptionist to partners to members of your board of directors. In my No More Sales Dud program, www.nomoresalesduds.com, I address how to do this in detail. It starts with adopting the mentality that you are always recruiting. Put a careers tab on your website. Put it on the back of your business card. Offer bonuses to your staff when they refer good people that stick around at least 90 days. In the job description section, avoid putting a job description. Uh-huh. Put a superstar description. Describe the person you are looking for, their attributes, motivations, and key personality traits. Inform them you will be tough but supportive, rigorous but fair, focused but human. It's like teaching an elementary school class. You can always ease up on the students and give them some leeway once you see them living up to the standards you have set for the class up front. But you can't show up with rainbows and unicorns and Capri Suns and try to take it all away when they can't sit still and do their work because they're amped up on sugar. When you're hiring anyone, especially salespeople, set the tone up front. Let them know the expectations you have of them and, as I've stated earlier, Raise your level of expectations for everyone. Additionally, put the prospective salesperson through a little test when they apply for the position. Be hard to reach. Tell them you're not sure they are what you're looking for. See how they respond. Do they cower and back down or do they buck up? If they buck up, which is what you want, how do they do it? You want salespeople with backbones, but you want them with some couth and manners as well. Give them what they'll get in the real world of selling and see if they really are as good as their resume says. When you hire them, support them with great sales training, which is not product training. Knowing the speeds and feeds of your latest gizmo is not sales training. Explaining to them the benefits of your new features, how your clients will use them to their benefit, and how it impacts every person in your prospects organization is sales training. Providing them with scripts for prospecting calls is sales training. Helping them set realistic short and long-term goals is sales training. Providing them with daily activity expectations and the tools and skills to execute them is sales training. This is how you keep both the pigs and the sharks at bay. Do pigs swim in the bay? There will always be competition, and you want some. They'll keep you on your toes. So always take note of what your sharks 
at your competitors are up to, but spend more time focusing on where your staff is focusing. That is, if you're in business to maximize your income. Sidebar. One day, a little pig walked into a bar. He asked the bartender for a beer, and after drinking it, he asked where the restroom was. The bartender told him, and off walked the pig. A second little pig walked in and also asked for a beer and directions to the restroom after drinking it. Once again, the bartender gave directions, and off walked the pig. A third little pig walked into the bar and asked for a beer, which he also drank, but then he just asked for the check. The bartender asked him, don't you want to know where the restroom is like your friends did? The pig replied, no, I'm the little pig that went wee, wee, wee all the way home. <laughs> if you want to sell, then stories you must tell. Besides, you can never have too many clean jokes in your arsenal. As you can see, I'm not hogging all the best ones. So I'm sure you're not bored. Okay, okay. No more ham-fisted pig jokes. I'm done with the puns. You have a book, right? You ordered one, right? 79stories.info. Get you some. I'll sign it. I guarantee. All right, where are we? New economies are old. The, quote, new normal or the, quote, new economy. These phrases are kicked around every time there is a big enough shift in the economy to make the news. But the economy is always shifting. Welcome to civilization and the human race. It's in our DNA to work, grow, and progress. Sure, the times, they are a-changing. And we will continue to see increased competition from Asia, India, Eastern Europe, Latin America, maybe even Mars. Nations fighting to devalue, manipulate their currencies so their exports remain cheap and so that their citizens can keep their manufacturing jobs. The continued squeezing of the middle class. The proliferation of data and access to it. But data does not equal information and a confused slash overwhelmed mind says no. A never-ending expensive fight against terrorism. More power given to the people as the spread of the internet, mobile communications, and social media gives everyone a voice. On the home front, our new normal is phantom employment. Just because someone runs out of unemployment doesn't mean they found a job. Increased acrimony and even violence between our politicians and their zombie supporters. A sideways to negative stock market for many more years. Yes, the markets have hit plenty of new highs since Trump took office, but trees don't grow to the sky. And how will a slowdown in real estate sales impact the markets in the coming years? Rising interest rates after the nearly seven years of an effective federal funds rate of 0%, which will slow down new home sales. Tighter credit, which contributes to the slowing of new home sales. Increased personal savings, a good thing for our nation in the long run, but tough for the local retailer today. Don't jump off the bridge just yet. Because typical average ordinary salespeople, business owners, and middle managers have their heads plugged warmly and snugly in dark, damp places, they don't see the opportunities this typical normal offers anyone willing to look and act. What will it take to remain optimistic and to prosper in these times? Be a problem solver. As economies shift, it exposes the unprepared. A low tide shows who's been swimming naked. Even if you are not an expert at what needs fixing, by approaching business with your eyes wide open and optimistic about your success, you can broker relationships between the downtrodden and the professional fixers and profit handsomely for doing so. Next, acknowledge your own weaknesses. 
This may require the work of a professional or insight from a mastermind group. Hire a consultant to evaluate your business, your personality traits, your marketing, your finances. Leave no stone unturned. Then outsource what you're no good at doing so you can focus 100% of your efforts on the areas where you excel. As you dig deeper into your own business and shift your focus to being a finder of problems versus the fixer of problems, you'll realize there are a lot of messed up businesses out there. You ain't so bad after all. People will pay a lot of money to stop the pain. You can earn a lot of money as a business matchmaker. You may have to stop doing something you've always done. You may have to start doing something you've always avoided. Tomorrow will be a great day. Unless the creek rises and the sun don't. The sun will rise tomorrow, so you better hit the ground running. Excuses last forever. Success takes daily focused effort. Welcome to the new you. Winner in the new economy. Now take a bow. So, you know, I wrote this, obviously, several years ago um, due to the actions of the Fed and the federal government who are in cahoots. Uh, the stock market is making new highs. Real estate is making new highs, although I think real estate is topping out. Things we've seen around here, uh, we were in Texas a month ago looking at houses. Uh, we're seeing a lot of adjusted prices. Um, the effective federal funds rate is still basically zero. Um, markets are manipulated. You know, there's an old adage that the stock market can remain, um, oh, what was it? Uh, stock, stock market can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. So that's why you're seeing cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin um, doing very well. Uh, you know, Bitcoin is recovering nicely, uh, not at its all-time high, but I think it will hit it and surpass the 60, was it 63,000 it hit a few months ago. But, um, you know, it's a crazy world. Um, I talked about the uh, Lords of Finance. It was a, a book review. It took me quite a while to read. It was a beast of a book. Uh, but I, I reviewed it last year. I'll have to see if I can find a link to it in the, in the notes. But, uh, you know, it was a great uh, review of, you know, the, the four lords of finance back in the day, back in the early 1900s, uh, into the Great Depression, into the uh, World War II. So, you know, Germany, France, England, and the U.S. And it was crazy the power those guys had. It was crazy how things were manipulated, how they got things wrong, how we're still getting them wrong to this day. So take a closer look at what's happening in uh, the world of finance when you can't make any money in savings. It forces big entities, you know, Harvard's um, endowments, you know, big pensions, things like that. They, they start taking more risk. They buy stocks, and hell, now you've got the federal government, you know, the Federal Reserve, um, monetizing debt. Go research that. Um, it's it's insane. I mean, the emperor truly has no clothes, but it's it'll go on for a little while longer. You know, we shall see. But um, you know, trees do not grow to the sky. Um, COVID, you know, the government's response to COVID is creating some bubbles in some areas. I've benefited from it. We are in a great location, 60 miles from San Diego, 90 miles from L.A., um, 
35 miles, but you got to kind of make a U-turn around a mountain range, you know, from Orange County. So as people wanted to leave the big cities, we are a good location. Uh, nice weather, uh, close to the beach, close to the desert, close to mountains for skiing, uh, and close to, you know, those major cities and big airports. So we've, our real estate has exploded here. Um, but again, trees can't grow to the sky. Things become uh, unaffordable. So when that happens, like we saw lumber, you know, went up 400%. Then a couple months ago, it dropped 40 and then I think 60%, you know, so it's still more than double from where it was. But you see these big swings, you know, it's like, like an avalanche. People oh, never saw that coming. Like, were you not paying attention? Do you not know how avalanches happen? You know, they have to be at a certain angle. If, if they're too steep, the snow doesn't accumulate and there's no risk. If it's too shallow, even if the snow accumulates, it, it won't run, right? Uh, it's, so it's usually after heavy, heavy uh, snowfalls. It's usually uh, a series of events, a lot of snow, then a little bit of uh, some warm days. You get some melting, turns to ice. Um, then it, it gets cold again, you know, turns to ice and then snows again. So if that happens a couple of times, then you have a lot of snow on top of a layer of ice. And that's when the avalanche happens. If you're paying attention, you, you know when the chances are high for that uh, to come about. And you'll see them, you know, shoot those big cannons in there and, and do a controlled slide. So the same thing is happening here. The problem, you know, this isn't nature. The problem now is we've got corrupt government officials and fat cats in corporate America manipulating things, putting pressure on things. So it's, it's hard to predict, uh, but an avalanche is coming. So prepare accordingly. Okay. And you're doing that by buying the book, listening to this podcast, listening to these recordings, but then applying yourself. Don't just listen, take proper action. Okay, that includes buying a copy of the book. It includes getting the on-demand content, makeeverysale.com. It includes joining our group, sellmoreofeverything.com. Very affordable. You basically get two months free if you join for the year. So check it out, sellmoreofeverything.com. Thanks for listening. I'm going to sell something. <laughs>